Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Hey everybody, it's Lloyd Spence and the Super Bowl is here. And you can get in on all the action at BetOnline.ag. Man, this is going to be a great game. I am so excited. Got my chips, got my dips, got my food, and I'm ready to go. Tampa Bay, the first team in history to play for the title on their home field, is currently a three-and-a-half-point underdog against Kansas City, who's looking for back-to-back titles for the first time in almost two decades. Listen, BetOnline has hundreds of props on the game, including game MVP, margin of victory, and even the length of the national anthem. Can you believe it? Man, always available online or on your mobile device. Visit BetOnline today. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's get ready for the Super Bowl, y'all. Tell them the noisemaker sent you. Hey everybody, it's Lloyd Spence. And listen, with a new year comes tons of new big games in sports. Now with big games, you need big stakes. And Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. So visit KansasCityStakes.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus, you get free shipping with the code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-B. And you get that at the checkout. You can try out the snack pack combos featuring small plates with big flavor like the mini beef welding steak burger sliders or the mac and cheese melt or the shrimp wrapped in bacon. Oh my God, that sounds so good. Every order is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home and satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. So basically every cut of steak imaginable plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-B at the checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. Super excited to be here with everybody today. You are now. I don't know why that happened, but super, <laughs> super excited to be here with everybody today. Uh, but then at the same time, I am so disappointed right now because CL Brown is in the house, sans bow tie. I don't understand what's going on. I feel like the world is completely imbalanced right now. Up is down, left is right. What is going on, CL? We got to. Well, I mean, you know, the 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 pandemic right now is dictating wardrobe. As I look around this panel, I don't really see any of us looking too uh, <laughs> too ready for a business meeting. So, you know, I, I keep it pandemic appropriate. But as soon as we're we're back out. I'll be breaking them back out again. Okay. Matter of fact, I have a few new ones that that were ready to be unveiled. Okay, so <laughs> so the the pan, the bow tie still exists. It's yes, just sir. 
it's just on Zoom quarantine, much like everybody else in the world. Yeah, man, there's there's really no need <laughs> right now. There's no need for all of that. All right. Well, as that voice here, Eddie Brown, and uh, sitting next to him is Cody Haskins, and sitting above him is Charlie Ward. Can you guess which one of us has a Heisman Trophy? <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> okay. I don't like to brag, gentlemen. I just I just show up and do the work. That's all I do. Um, I got to, first of all, welcome you guys. Appreciate you guys so much for joining us this morning. Uh, Charlie, first of all, how are you doing? That's the real question. How are you doing? Uh, why is that the real question? I'm. It's the I'm, real question. I know. Listen. I'm just happy to be here, man. Huh? I said, I'm just happy to be here. I uh, got all these sportscasters and uh, writers and all these uh, affluent uh, people. I'm just happy to be here, man. Charlie, when you said that, it felt like you were on the wrong podcast, bro. You might want to check the schedule and make sure that you're on the right one. <laughs> we're just regular guys. <laughs> Let me tell you how I got into the sparkling grape juice early this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely did, because you know, you know how he likes his grape juice. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me just give everybody a little history real quick. Um, we... Charlie, uh, Charlie, CL, and Kendrick and I, we all cover the University of Louisville. Um, and there's one common thread to all of us. Uh, I'm taller than they are. You're taller than CL? I don't know. I am yeah, totally taller tall than CL. Tall are you? I'm 6'4". Okay, okay. Yeah, thank right. you. I am taller than all of you. <laughs> you I mean, I'm 6'3". Like... like you're saying that like you towering over. <laughs> <laughs> like CL's like six three. I mean, yeah, you know that inch matters. You played basketball before. That inch matters. You got it. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that makes us all in, we were probably were we the only. I think we were. We the only black journalists at that time. Um, probably. Uh, probably Kyle that. Draper. Like, yeah, Cal Draper, Draper was there. Draper was there, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, what about the other I mean, there there were some photographers, too. There was know, some yeah, um, yeah, yeah. For sure. But in terms of actually writing, yeah, or commentating, yeah, we were the only ones. So so we, we built a special bond on that alone. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> That's real. So it was cool. But I never asked you this question. I'm going to ask you on this podcast today before we get into any sports news. How did the bow tie come to pass? I've never oh, asked you that. Yeah. I, I don't know why I've ever asked you that. But it's, I, it's, I yeah, it's, it's really simple. Um, it, it, it's kind of twofold. One, uh, my my fraternity brother, I see I see you representing. So uh, shout out to the brothers of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Um, my, my chapter brother, Kwame Jackson, uh, he was on the first season of The Apprentice um, yeah. back in the day, and he uh, started his own uh, brand of ties. And it, he he didn't even start getting into the bow ties, I think, till a little bit after he initially started. You know, he, he was basically going to have a whole business where line was the way 
that he was going. And um, I really just started off wearing those bow ties as a way to support him. And, and you know, it was called Crimson by Kwame. And, um, you know, I would just rock them. But I also felt like I needed to to get something different to make myself stand out <laughs> besides just being the only black reporter, right. <laughs> print reporter in the room. Um, right. I wanted something that people, coaches would, you know, it, it would be a way for me just to kind of stick out a little bit. And, and it definitely was like a conversation piece uh, a lot of times. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it was. And then it just kind of stuck. You get to a point where you can't stop wearing them because people start asking about them. <laughs> right. right, so, right. And, and, you know, I'm like, dang, I, I actually do want to just like dress down sometimes. And then uh, it, it, it was just like, nah, you can't do that. No, nah, you're already Johnson now, bro. You, you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you made that bad. Exactly. <laughs> and that, and therein lies what my reason for not wearing it was. Because once you get in that lane, you are stuck in that lane. It's like, <laughs> it's like being in a 10 in California. You are stuck in that traffic forever. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> how it's going to be. Uh, but, man, we always, I always thought it was amazing how you, how you did it and the class that you represented. Uh, one thing I always thought was cool for all of us, that we all tried to bring that level of professionalism to our covering of the Cardinals and, and at the time because, you know, you know, we we kind of set the precedent, you know what I mean? It just wasn't a lot of us in the room, so yeah. I always thought that was cool to see how we always. I always thought I was always impressed and appreciated your uh, your level of journalism that you brought to the game, man. So it was always cool. Appreciate it. Uh, now this guy over here, Kendrick. Now he was just a, he was just my cutup guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm everybody's cutup Crazy. <laughs> And you know what? You fast forward to the day if you if we ever go back into the media room at the Yum Center, it's still it's me, Dominique Gates at the Courier, and Deuce at WLKY. Wow! And that's about it. Jerry Easy has his radio show, and him and uh, Butch Beard. Jerry, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does Marcus so, ever show up? Does Marcus Maven ever and show Mar up? Yeah, Marcus Maven has his okay. show. And that's about it. <laughs> Some things never change yeah, all the way across the, uh, the the country, right? I mean, you know, the, the jobs are few and far between. But uh, we keep trying to break these barriers, man. I was, I was super excited when I saw uh, CL's name pop up. On the first time I saw it pop up at ESPN, I said, I know that guy. <laughs> I know him. I recognize him from his bow tie. It, it's, that's CL. <laughs> so it's cool. And he's the coolest person on the planet on top of it. Well, he, I mean, he does bring a, a, a bit of a swag to the job. I have to admit. Far too kind. Y'all are far too kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, man. Um, I don't even know where to start, man. Do we start on Tobacco Road since we got you here? Like, what's hey. going on, man? What, what, why Why can't nobody on Tobacco Road win a game? What, what's going on? <laughs> You know, it's it's funny. I kind of feel like um, this was the wrong year for for any teams, this including Kentucky, <laughs> to to be relying on a bunch of freshmen. You know, the, the pandemic just erased everything that that these programs needed to kind of get the young guys up to speed. Starting from summer, being able to get them on class and in, uh, on campus in summer school and get them working out under under at least the supervision of a strength and conditioning coach, you know, and you can kind of supplement 
the players then with what they're going to have to expect and, and, you know, get them used to a regimen. But, you know, that got wiped out. A lot of a lot of schools couldn't even report till late in the summer. And even when you did report, you were doing a COVID based, a protocol based practice. So, you know, you might have been uh, a group of two <laughs> guys in the gym as opposed to having five uh, or more teammates in there one time. So everything like that, the preseason exhibition games, secret scrimmages, all of that stuff being eliminated hurt. So Carolina and, and Duke basically relying on five and six player classes of freshmen to come in and be a major part of rotation. That's why we've seen them struggle the way we did. Now, Carolina seems to have turned a corner now. Um, you know, we'll see what happens when they play at Clemson uh, uh, tonight. But I think that, um, you know, they've won six of their last seven. And it seems like a light bulb has gone on with them. But they've played 16 games. Duke, what's interesting to me about Duke is that Coach K, you know, he used his discretion in shutting things down in December for them. Because remember, you know, he got to a point where he was just like, for the mental health of his kids, he felt like he needed to let them go home uh, for Christmas. They needed to take a, a short break. So I think they essentially ended up canceling three non-conference games during that, that period. It was probably like a 10-day period. But, I mean, I think that that's why we see them where they're at now, losing to Miami last night on the road. Um, and they've only played 13 games. So they're kind of behind the curve on the amount of games and, you know, kind of the reps and the experience. So their young guys are still, they're, they're still even behind the Carolina young guys, the way I see it in terms of, of their experience. So I, I, I think that's probably a way too long answer, but <laughs> I, I think that's what has happened to these teams. They're, they're relying on so many young guys and this just is a difficult year to, to, you know, put the program in the hands of youth. No, no, that's not actually the perfect dance because I was sitting there thinking, even hearing him at the press conference with Louisville a week or two ago, um, it, just my opinion, it doesn't feel like his whole heart is in this season. Like, it feels like he's just trying to figure out how to get his guys healthy and to the finish line, and he can almost give a damn about the, the tournament. Like, he's like, whatever with that, I just want to survive this thing. And and it doesn't. It, I don't see that Coach K excitement that you normally see in a season with him. Am, am I way off on that? Or well, I I think it's 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 different. I think that intensity is still it burns, man. I mean, Coach K, like the the, the reason why I feel like he's going to continue coaching a few more years as long as his health is, is uh, stands up is because basketball is his life. Like, it's not like he does all these extra hobbies. He's not out on the golf course all the time in the offseason and, and things like that. Like, basketball is what drives him. And so I think that um, that hasn't changed. I think more than anything, what he presents publicly is these kids are – I don't want to call them fragile, but I think he's he's – what he presents in the media is he's not trying to bash these kids. He's not trying to say things that will uh, defeat, you know, kind of defeat their spirit. And right. he wants them to still be able to fight. Last, uh, when they lost to, to Miami last night, he used the word soft a couple of times. I was but, yeah, but he still, <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he still, I mean, that's a way to push their competitive buttons, but he still, to me, wasn't over the top with his criticism. Like, you can hear yourself be called soft as a player and feel like, okay, I'm going to show him I'm not soft. I'm, I'm going to rebound from this. But, you know, if he was a little bit heavy-handed with, you know, talking about singling out guys and stuff like that, then that's where you could get into uh, a, a situation where you lose a kid for the rest of the season not wanting to battle for you. So um, it, it's still there, man. I think he's just, you know, he, he doesn't have too many seasons like this. Right, right. <laughs> right. We're, we're late in February and they're one game over 500. And so, uh, you know, I think he's kind of just searching too. And, and the interesting thing is too, we just looked up this stat, you know, when Carolina and Duke play on Saturday, this will be the first time since 1960 that neither team was ranked. Yeah. Which, wow. which to me is a mind blowing stat. Wow, that is mind blowing. That is <laughs> yeah. crazy. Wow. So, I know you also cover uh, a little bit of not as much, but a little bit of NC State. And you mentioned NC State. That loss. How? I mean, how are they adjusting to that? I mean, obviously they lost the game in Syracuse this weekend, but uh, how are they mentally dealing with that? Because that's a pretty big, you know, loss. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, they're they're I don't want to say they're hitting a panic button yet, but they're in trouble because yeah. you know state has lost five of their last six games. Um, they had a huge injury to Devin Daniels. Uh, he yeah. tore the ACL in his left knee, so he's out the rest of the season. He was their leading scorer, an experienced guy more than anything else, who just you know uh, knew how to make the right play. knew knows every situation. You know he was a transfer from Utah, so he's you know, he's that grizzled veteran that you need. So now they're going to have to rely on, you know, three freshmen, Cam Hayes, um, Shaquille Moore and, and uh, Darion Sebron to kind of, you know, pull pull that weight from Daniels being lost. So and then on top of that, you know, they had a DJ Funderburk. Um, I'm not going to call it suspension, but he violated some kind of university policy. Uh, and, and was held out of the game at Syracuse. And and uh, Coach Kevin Keats said he didn't know if he would be available for, for Wednesday's game against Virginia. And, oh, wow. and that's Virginia. So, right. <laughs> so it's not even going to get any easier. So this yeah. is out of his hands. Yeah. Yeah. That, wow. that was the sound. That was the sound of it. So he wasn't sure he'd be when he'd be back and if he'd be back for for that Virginia game. So they, they got to find it from somewhere. You know, oh. they got to find it from somewhere or they'll be in danger of missing the tournament, too. So a so, short bench and no stars. No, no stars. But they they what they showed to me in that Syracuse game. And I think this was the silver lining for Keats was that uh, they showed fight. Right. Like, right. They they didn't know that DJ Funderburg wasn't going to be able to play until like they left Raleigh. So because he traveled, he was on the bench during the game. Just, oh, you wow. know, and and. Uh, warm-ups so uh you know that's for for a team like that <laughs> hearing that at the last minute and then trying to make an adjustment for a we'll game plan yeah, yeah they're, they're in a tough situation but you know they led at halftime by eight i think it was and you know obviously syracuse just came back in the game but state kept fighting and so i, I think that's that's something to build on and also manny bates and and jericho hellum's um, you know, uh, Hel Helms is a junior, Bates is a sophomore, but being guys who 
our experienced guys there, they upped their game to another oh, yeah. level. Both of them had career highs. Manny Bates had career high, 14 rebounds uh, and a double-double, 17 points. And Jericho Helms had 20, Helms had 24 and 10 points and rebounds. So if they can get those guys to step forward and then kind of bring the young guys along, um, I think they'll be okay. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to get tough before it gets easier. Now, th the good thing about their schedule, though, is, you know, they play teams that are in the bottom half primarily the rest of the way. Um, they have Boston College. They'll get Syracuse again. And obviously this is <laughs> as long as there are no postponements and pauses. And right, right, right. But, you know, they still have Wake Forest the second time, um, Notre Dame. So, you know, they'll, there'll be some chances for them to, to, you know, get back on the winning side of things. They're going to fight. Cause if, it, if, if you've been around Kevin Keats for any period oh, of time, you know, exactly. players love, love Kevin Keats. And so they're going to fight for him. And so I think mean, NC state, they, they're going to struggle. Their record's not going to show it, but I think they're going to fight for the rest of the season. I don't think that the players themselves won't give up on the season just because of coach Keats. Yeah, no doubt. Well, they still have good players though, right? They do, but it's it's not they they don't have a top level. You know, they don't have that guy who can just come in and carry the team. They don't have a top level talent like that. It's more like it's more systematic. A lot of good guys who he blends into playing that system, tough defense, creating a lot of turnovers and, you know, playing at a fast pace. And, and I, I think more than anything else, kind of the system, his system wins. Um, with the guys that he brings in. Now, the, the good thing is he has his guys now. You know, he's been there long enough to recruit and get get the pieces he needs. But, uh, but you know, in terms of looking at their roster and saying, well, this guy can get you 20 on a given night, they don't really have that guy. You know, and it's so hard. And, and Charlie, I'd like you to speak this because you're the, the only functioning coach that we have right now on this show. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's so hard in the midst of, all that's going on to when a game happens to then go back and be able to get on the court and correct those mistakes. It's one thing to sit and watch a video together, but man, there's a, there's such a value in being able to actually step on the court and take a guy from, you know, literally walk him over to the spot he's supposed to be able to be at in a game and recreate the moment. And you can't really do that because they don't allow you to get together like that anymore. Yeah. Well, on the college level, high school, <laughs> High school, we, we have time with the kids. Charlie, you supposed to be saying that on this podcast. I don't know. Hey, in Florida, it doesn't exist in Florida. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, it's, it's, it's what we do. Um, it, it's nothing. I mean, I know we're in a pandemic, but in college, that is the challenge. Uh, but one of the things um, that, he, that you probably noticed or you all understand is you know, as a coach, you're always in adjustment mode, um, regardless of if it's during the game, um, after the game, whenever it is, you're always in adjustment mode. And so I know every time I talk to my athletic director, I'm just hoping that it's not you have such and such in quarantine um, or this is happening. We're having to, having to postpone a game. Um, and so it's just you're always in adjust mode. Even during the game, you're trying to figure out how what what type of adjustments you need to make uh, to be able to combat whatever they're doing uh, and vice versa. And so I think that's just something that coaches 
uh, do. They plan. They have a blueprint. Uh, they have a foundation, but you're always adjusting off of that foundation. So uh, that's just the mentality or the attitude of a coach. And I'll just say a good coach anyway, one that's already got a plan in place. And, they, and most coaches have a schedule that they have and they've already made whatever they need to do, uh, whether it's one-on-one -on -one film sessions, even if they can't get on the uh, floor just to talk through those different situations. And so I think always a, there's always a plan on how we can continue to get better, even if we're not all together. Um, the, the difficult part is, you know, as CL mentioned, you know, the young guys, you know, if we have young guys uh, that don't have that experience and you need to get them on the floor in a group setting to be able to help them through that, you know, that's when it becomes tough. And then you're using these games uh, to be able to help coach them through. And yeah. I know I've done that uh, quite a bit is I use early games. Uh, sometimes I don't even plan for the game. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, the early games, like the preseason games, uh, because you really sometimes don't have film on different teams. And so I use some of those games to be able to help me learn how to adjust on the fly. Um, and so it's just another way that you can, you know, make adjustments without knowing something and still you have to make the adjustment regardless of what it is. And that's why you have a system in place that you can kind of plug and play and you can make those uh, different types of adjustments. But I do think, you know, playing games and we're talking about Coach K, I think, as you mentioned, he is probably using this year um, as a learning experience. Um, some of those guys, some of those freshmen, maybe hopefully they're not going, you know, to the NBA because um, they're really not. I mean, they may. I don't know. I haven't really watched them play. Uh, but you I, can I say it. They ain't ready. <laughs> you can say <laughs> it. <laughs> right. I, well, I, I don't think all of There's a few. There's maybe one or two out of each class each year that may be ready um, in the sense of, you know, physically being able to go and play, but mentally they need to, you know, fine-tune their game, and they feel like they can do that in the NBA. Um, but a majority of the kids probably not ready um, to go and play in the NBA level, and they're going and getting those, uh, those that time in the NBA to be able to help them, you know, two or three years from now. But I, I really think, you know, some of these teams are using this year as a learning experience uh, for some of their young guys, because as CL mentioned, they missed a lot of time uh, early on and it wasn't a normal uh, off season. And so they're using these games to be able to help them prepare them for, you know, the next season. So I really don't think uh, some of the teams that we're talking about <laughs> uh, really uh, think that they can win a championship this year. The teams that are winning, uh, or more than likely a veteran group. Um, that's just the way the season looks. Yeah. Do you do CL? Do you think North Carolina uh, can get in at this point? Like, do you think they they? You mentioned it felt like they turned the corner. Yeah. You feel like they can get in? Yeah, I think you know if the tournament selection was today, I think they would get in. Um, they might be a double digit seed, right. but I think they get in and I, I think that they could win a game. Well, depending on matchups and everything, you know, I, I think they could possibly win two games. 
Really? Um, yeah, wow. yeah. Because wow. because I feel like they're they're trending up like that. Yeah. You know, uh, they have arguably the best front court in the nation, or at least right. one of them. Right. Um, Dayron Sharp, who's coming off the bench for them, a, a freshman for he's he's been electric. Um, if you if you're all into the advanced stats and stuff, he is the best freshman rebounder in Carolina history based on per 40 minutes rebounding and based on rebounding percentage. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. He's like he does a lot in a little time. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> what he does. You know, wow. he can come in and, and uh, generate stuff without having to have plays called for him. Um, he's just a, he's just a ball of energy. So, you know, I, I think the main thing for them was their guards. You know, they, he was starting Roy Williams was starting two freshman guards. Um, for the first time since uh, I think it was 06, 07. And, you know, they've, they've had a lot of growing pains. They've just yeah. taken their lumps and, and a lot of turnovers. It, basically, it's come down to turnovers and shot selections. That, mm-hmm. That's been kind of their biggest uh, biggest hurdle to figure out what to do and what not to do with the ball. So uh, they're starting to figure it out. Caleb Love is starting to play a lot better now. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think. I think they're definitely trending trending upwards. Well, that sells it. He's definitely going to the draft now. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, take much to push him out the door. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Florida State, man, they suspended uh, the program. Charlie, what's going on, man? Why, why you boys don't want to play basketball? Is it because of COVID? <laughs> <laughs> Just one loss. All it took was one loss to shut everything down. Oh no, man! They said uh, one positive test, quarantine, and all the you know things that go along with it. Yeah, it's frustrating. Just like uh, you know, like anything else that we're going through. I know the I know the guys. Uh, the last time they had to shut down, it was three false uh, positives, or we had false positives that shut shut things down. And I don't know; I haven't gotten any inside scoop on, uh, you know, what the case is. But they were actually in Boston College, um, and and so that's not a. You know, they had to have something late. Yeah, so you go to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're sitting in Boston, sitting in Boston, which is not the place you want to be at this time, time of year um, to play a game, and you end up not being able to play the game. So there had to be something late um, that came up, uh, and it's just unfortunate because uh, I mean uh, we need these games uh, to be able to continue to play. The last time we came off a of pause, we did have a five game winning streak, uh, five out of six or so. And so it did work. Uh, but I do believe Coach Hamilton would love to be able to play uh, these games um, just so our guys can get some experience. We have some young guys as well, and we have a lot of – they play a lot of guys. Even though we do have some veterans, they play a lot of guys. Um, and so just getting them opportunities on to be on the floor. Uh, but – I just hope whoever the positive is, you know, feeling well. Uh, but we go back to this quarantine, and that's really, you know, I don't know if we had enough or have enough guys. I'm still trying to figure out how's Miami play with six 
six or seven scholarship players and and we can't figure it out <laughs> to play, you know, playing games. Maybe, I don't know how, how that works, but um, hopefully, you know, we can pause and come back ready to play. Well, I want to ask this question because I hadn't thought about this because uh, I, I didn't realize they found it out while they were in Boston. So how does that work? When you're in a city and you find out that, You've tested positive. Do you, are you quarantined now in that city? Is that, or do you get back on a plane, a private plane, and try to fly back? How does how does that work? I, you guys may be able to answer that better than I can. Well, I don't know one hundred percent, but I'm sure if the if the one person, I don't know how they do it, uh, but if I think if they put everybody on a pause at the same time, then you should be able to fly back. Um, that's to my understanding. I'm not sure if they did or not or where they are, uh, but I, I've heard that if if they're going to put everyone on a pause, then, you know, normally they fly back. Um, that would not be very good if you left one person up there. Of course, someone has to stay with them because yeah. if it's a student athlete, you just can't leave them up there. So someone will have to stay back uh, with them. Um, if well, they, I haven't heard they, of the logistical challenges of that. CL, Kendrick, have you guys – I know Louis was dealt with that and uh, a couple of the teams on – I guess I guess some of the teams on Tobacco Road have dealt with that. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't NC State has had to pause, but Carolina and, and Duke have not – um okay. had to pause because Duke, duke's campus their university as a whole um they they've been very very diligent from the start uh and, and their athletes have get tested every day like every school doesn't wow. test every day like they right. do but they, right. they've been on top of it from the start but that was also why coach k felt like you know in december that his kids needed to to break because it was literally like you know mm-hmm. They would go from their dorms or apartments or whatever to practice and straight back. Like there was no kind of there was no kind of wiggle room for them to be a college kid. You know what I'm saying? And I, I and I think you know. I mean, obviously, he would know better than anybody else because he's around them all the time. I think he just kind of saw that their spirits weren't where they needed to be, like sure. just mentally. Sure. So uh, so that's why he let them go home. Um, and, and have some time with their family and, and, you know, have Christmas at home before he brought them back um, because it's been that they've been that stringent at Duke. Um, NC State has, has stopped twice, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, one time earlier in the season and then uh, more recently, like right right at the beginning of January. So uh, but Carolina also has, has been fortunate so far that they haven't had to uh, they they had a couple of players test positive back in October, uh, you know, so they, they didn't miss any actual game times and it was a couple of the freshmen. That's why they were, they were even farther behind than, <laughs> than their right. classmates who came. Um, that was uh puff Johnson, Cam Johnson's younger brother who's a freshman this year. And, uh, and uh, the big seven footer Walker Kessler. So um, yeah, they, they've been fortunate, but I'm not sure all of the protocols on, on, yeah. you know, how how they handle this uh, and it's funny jim christian from boston college was on the the coach's call monday talking about uh, at that point he was like we're down to four scholarship players 
and we're going to have to play Florida State and just kind of fill in <laughs> the roster. And so the, the question I had was the league didn't have a, a, a standard. Like if you if you don't have more than six or seven scholarship players, you can't play like, you know, they had it in football. If you yeah. had a position that, you know, got down to, you know, like offensive linemen, you had to have at least seven healthy offensive linemen. If you got below that number, the game would have to be postponed or canceled or whatever. So uh, apparently they didn't have it for basketball because Boston College is going to play with four scholarship <laughs> you know, players. I'm sorry you're trying to get me started this morning. I'm not going to let you do it. <laughs> this, is, this is the thing I've been complaining about. Charlie can tell you, I've been complaining about this since the start. Like, I don't understand why the NCAA has not stepped in with these matters and said this is the – this is whatever you're going to do as a league, start here. These are the core 10 things you have to do. Then from there, you can do whatever you want to do, but at least start with these 10. They haven't done that. Everybody's just on this free-for-all thing. It's it's so frustrating to me. So I – see, you got me started anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, Kendrick, are you – have you seen some of that as well? Because I know Louisville shut down so many times, not even funny. Uh <laughs> I mean, they uh, they've shut down twice. They shut down. They actually shut down during the summer, right? And then they had another shutdown in December. And other than that, though, because like with the women's team, I don't think they've had to. Sh- Whenever they've had games postponed, I think it was it's because been the of their side. opponent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not necessarily been because of them, right? But I mean, and it's, I mean, it's ICL. So, I mean, they they test every day and all of that stuff is they I'm wondering though with Florida State having to shut everything down if it was because they were on the road and like Charlie said you know if if they shut it all down everybody comes back and I'm wondering if that was the reason why they went ahead instead of just going you know well this guy has it we'll set him out and we'll go ahead and play I think I wonder if it's because they were on the road if they were at home I wonder if they probably would have gone ahead and played Mm, that's a good point that's a really good point um, I got speaking of uh Florida State and Georgia Tech, I see I did that. Um, who is Georgia Tech? It's just I don't understand them. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to understand them. I don't understand. Josh Pastor is this Josh Pastor is what he does. <laughs> like they're amazing and they suck all at the same time. Like, I don't understand how that's possible to, to be both people. Like, like, this is college basketball's version of uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. But you saw them Saturday and against who I think it, we, we've talked about on this show, Florida State, who could possibly be a Final <laughs> Four. I'm saying it, Charlie, could possibly be a Final Four team contender. And they, they, they beat them. Uh, and then they come out last night and they looked terrible. Like, they didn't look like – I was like, this is say Because I hadn't seen Georgia Tech play until last night. And then when I watched them, I'm going, that's the team to beat Florida State? Like, how? How did they do They are wildly inconsistent. Even though I will give them a little bit of a pass for yesterday because, for one, they played Florida State on Saturday. Then they played at Louisville at 2 o'clock on a Monday. Which is weird. <laughs> totally weird. Right. Yeah. And then they came out like what most teams no would do against There's no pass. You have a day off. And then you play. You're playing basketball. I mean, you know, right. I understand Florida State plays a physical style, and they they were at home. 
and those types of things, but there's no pass for when you have a day off. Now, back-to-back, yes, I can understand, but a day off and then you go and play, uh, there's no pass. Charlie, I feel like I feel like you you've been saving that for the whole show. Like you really <laughs> wanted to put that out there that you are not pleased with what what are you feeling about that loss, Charlie? Because you've been trying to you've been saying I want Florida State to hide under the radar forever. They are no longer <laughs> under the radar, my friend. I keep telling you that. What, what do you mean? What do you want me to say about the loss? The loss was a loss. We we didn't play well. Uh they played really well. And when you're playing on the road in any conference that those types of things happen. Do you think it was more them uh, not playing well, or is Georgia Tech good enough? Like, I mean, obviously they're good enough to win it, but do you think – see, you're shaking your head already. (laughs) They're inconsistent. They are an inconsistent team. I mean, there are teams like that where they can win a game and then they can lose a game, you know, the next one. Um, when you talk about your top tier teams or the teams that have great talent, great coaching, all those things come together, you know, they're consistent and their records show that. Um, when you are, you know, middle of the road, you're going to have middle road record. Um, when you're a top tier team, you're going to have a top tier record uh, where you may have two or three losses, um, you know, after 16, you know, wins. And so I'm just – those are the type of teams where you are you say they're consistent. They can put games together to win, you know, win games. But when you're 9-5 and five or 8-7, and seven, you know, those type of teams, they're just inconsistent. That's where they are. And so I think that's, uh, you know, where Georgia Tech is. All right, Kendrick. Hey, can. if I, I – can I, can I step in one second? I'll jump in. I feel like Georgia Tech, I feel like – I feel like this is some unnecessary. Uh, this is a little bit heavy-handed for Georgia Tech. So, if we look at their four conference losses in the ACC, they've lost at Florida State. That was back in December. Uh-huh. They lost at Virginia, which, which I mean, those are the top two teams in the conference. They right. lost at Duke, uh, which that was the game that we thought Duke was going to turn it around, and then they lost to Miami. <laughs> but that's a different story. <laughs> then they beat Florida State and lose at Louisville. So those are four losses in conference play that a lot of teams will lose at those places, Florida State, Virginia, Duke, and Louisville. Yeah. Um, I think if, if we took away Georgia State and Mercer, which were the, the first two losses Georgia Tech had to begin the season, um, I think we'd look at this team very differently. But, you know, they lose those games and people are like, what's going on with them? But I, I think the back schedule, the back, you know, Nine, if you will, for, for Georgia Tech is going to shape up nicely because they, they played a lot of the heavy hitters first. You know, um, mm-hmm. they beat Clemson by what 18, I think it was. Oh, um, back yeah. when Clemson was <laughs> was still, you know, still good. <laughs> still <laughs> not struggling, Clemson. So I, I mean, and then you know, obviously they beat Florida State at home. So I, I think I think they're better than a lot of people are giving them credit for right now. Um, That's actually what I was going to say, because I felt like yesterday, yesterday they played zone against Louisville, which which is what you should do, because Louisville has struggled. Well, then David Johnson comes out and hits, what, five three-pointers yesterday. Right. They got hot from they got hot uh, from deep. And then uh, Samuel Williamson, who's been up and down all season, comes in and gets 20 points and 18 rebounds for Louisville. And so – 
It was it was one of those things, and plus they came in. I know Charlie won't give them an excuse of only because they had a day off. Well, Louisville hadn't played since Thursday, <laughs> so there is an advantage when you have a five day rest as opposed to one day and you have to travel on that day. And so, I I, I don't I'm not I'm saying I don't want to come down too much on Georgia Tech for that loss because of other other circumstances coming into it. And it, I mean it was the best, and that was the best game Louisville has played. In a couple of weeks, and so it was a game. They desperately needed that game. Yeah, yeah. They and then, and then, then they had Wisnitzer in there playing oh big minutes. <laughs> can, I just, can I just take a, a fifteen second Wisnitzer complaint thing, bro? Can you just dunk the ball, please? I mean, what are you doing? He, he got one. He got a dunk in the game. But I'm talking about the three miss, the three miss point blank range under the basket. Like, what are you doing, bro? They, oh, it God. wasn't just him. Guess, they had a couple. They had a few instances. Him, Withers, and uh, a couple of instances where they had the ball down low, wide open for a dunk, and it took them so long to gather themselves and go up that right. it got blocked. It wasn't just G Wiz. It was about. It was. About, it was unbelievable. Like, like, <laughs> you catching the ball, man. Just if you can't dunk it, just throw it off the glass and let's move to the other end of the court. What are we doing? But okay, I had to get that out of my system. I feel better now. I, you know, interesting. See, uh, you sound like a man that thinks Georgia Tech can sneak it, sneak into the uh, the tournament as well. I think oh, they can I, I think they can. I think they can. And and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I mean, they're a team that has veterans. They rely on veteran guys. Uh, Jose Alvarado at point is probably you know, one of the most underrated guys in the league, if you ask me, because uh, he, he makes plays. He's shooting over 40% from three. Um, he makes plays. And then Michael DeVoe, you know, I I, <laughs> I think we're all tempted to come in t- to some kind of BBD <laughs> cliche <laughs> or lyrics or something whenever we say, I, I always think now you know. <laughs> yeah. You have to you have to say that. But uh but he's he's solid too. I mean that's that they're a one two backcourt that, that can put up numbers. And most of the time when they win, it's because of those guys setting the tone for the rest of the team. So, you know, you're like this. I always feel like college basketball is about point guard play when you oh, get yeah. to the tournament, especially. Yeah. And so with a with a guy like him, I, I think Georgia Tech can do some damage. All right. Uh, the big game yesterday was clearly the uh, NC State Louisville women game one versus four. It should have been one versus two, but that's a whole other conversation. Uh, but man, four showed up in a big way. Uh, one thing you cannot coach in any sport as it relates to basketball is size. Uh, when someone is taller than you, taller wins usually. So let, let uh, me clarify size. Size has to have skill. Right. Uh, skill size. Let's say skill size because just having size with no skill. Uh, Somehow this got back to Wisnitzer, didn't it? That's uh, weird. <laughs> I was thinking that, but I wasn't going to say it. I don't, mind, I, don't, I don't mind saying it. I don't mind saying it. Somehow this got back to Wisnitzer. I was going to say big country, but. <laughs> Are you with Wendy? Goodness gracious. <laughs> But a good game. It was an interesting game. Um, and you can't say Louisville's star didn't show up. I mean, Dana played out of her mind. 29 points. Normally you get 29 points. That's a good sign for Louisville. But she she didn't have a lot of help yesterday. They went through a stretch. 
They yeah. went through a stretch about midway through the second quarter where they just couldn't they couldn't buy a bucket. Yeah. And NC State, I mean, hats off to NC State defensively. NC State played great defense last night. And so, I mean, that that was the difference in the game. That they about midway through the second quarter, and I think it may even carried over into the third quarter a little bit. UL just couldn't buy a bucket. NC State was playing great defense, and it wasn't like they were getting wide open looks. I mean, NC State was playing great defense, and and then say that the, uh, their big girl who sat out against Virginia Tech. I mean, she, she was a difference. I mean, like like Charlie said, she's she's got size and she's skilled. I mean, she can step out and hit the three. She yeah. can she can put the ball on the floor and get to the rack. I mean, they just really didn't have an answer for her, and so. It, it was. I mean, it was just a great game by NC State. Well, CL, that's these are your people. To, I mean, what's up with these ladies? Where uh, is this? Is this NC State's uh, year to shock the world? You know, honestly, I I haven't watched a ton of them. I watched that game last night because right. you know I, I thought that was a had the potential to be a special game. Um, so I was flipping back and forth between that and and Duke and Miami, but. Um, Anytime you beat two number ones in a season, which they also beat uh, South Carolina back when they were number one, you know, right. that, that says volumes. This this isn't a fluke. And, and you know, I think last season they were positioned to, you know, potentially make a deep run in March before the season or before the tournament got canceled and everything. So um, the best thing <laughs> that you could say if you're an NC State women's basketball fan is, if you're going to lose the game looking ahead to the game against number one, you got to win the game against number one. Right. So, right you know, right, they, right. they, and it was an overtime loss at Virginia Tech, but still, right. um, you know, you, you, you had to imagine they were thinking just the build up of this game. And this is what I hate about the pandemic, man. Think about how live oh. the Young Center would have been, you know, if everybody could attend that game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and just the buzz. That's what I miss more than anything this season in, in basketball is the buzz of a big game. When you can walk up to the arena, not even be in it yet, and you can feel it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Now it's like, first of all, you like one of the only people. <laughs> it's like three people right. walking in. Right. right. It's like you're yeah. a special club you to know. even get into the game. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then yeah. you're six feet away from them. So <laughs> No one's there. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Because wow. like Louisville women's games, I mean, we, both of you all see it. I mean, they show up for those women's games. Exactly. Yep. And so, I mean, that place would have been rocking last night. And not to say it would have made a big difference on who would have won or lost, but it just would have been so much more entertaining because it, it would have been loud last night. Yeah. Yeah, it would it would the atmosphere would have been. And by the way, I think that also contributed to the loss because have a little bit. You know, a lot of teams, especially young players, they need that. They need that energy. They feed off of that excitement, especially in those rallies. You talked about the late rally Louisville had. That would have been way different if the building's going crazy. Now all of a sudden, NC State has to fight through the mental aspect of that. They had to fight through that last night. It was like, ah, hey, get, a, right. get a couple of shots. We're good. <laughs> yeah, coach can still communicate from the other side of the floor. Exactly. <laughs> and, that makes, and that makes a difference. That makes a massive difference because there's that's an element. It's different going into Cameron Stadium with everybody going crazy than, you know, when you can hear crickets, you know, the squeak of the shoes, everybody's shoes. There's some noise. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> Here is something that uh, you probably want to take note of. 
Um, this year, all the games will be the same. <laughs> Wherever you go to play, all the games will be the same. Uh, in the tournament, there's no home court advantage, especially if you make it to whatever tournament you're going to make it to. So I say this, that if you're going to win, if you're going to play the game, you got to play it the right way and you got to out, out execute the other team. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like a coach. And all the <laughs> other things that you need to, yes, yeah, some of those get you runs and those types of things. I, I totally understand. But I'm just saying, regardless of where we're playing, we got to be able to execute that other team. And if they're making shots and we're not defending or we or they're defending us and we're not making shots or making plays, we're going to lose. So uh, I don't care what we're playing, how many people in the stands. Yes, there are times where the, the energy of the crowd can definitely help you with a swing um, and, and get you a little bit closer or uh, help you get over the top. But in this year, you know, we're all playing in the same gym. You know, you're only going to have a certain amount of people in there and everyone can communicate, everyone can hear. It's the same thing in football. I mean, the NFL, you know, during the course of the year, I mean, there are no people in the stands. And so you heard everything. So there right. was no hiding communication, none of that kind of stuff. So everybody knew what you were doing or saying. If they knew your communication, they, they were able to, uh, you know, defend it or whatever the case may be. So I just say... The team that out execute the other team plays great effort. Normally, that's going to be the team that's going to win. And so, NC State, I know they're playing, you know, UFL on the road. But when it was all said and done, they had some some ladies when when they needed it. They knocked down some shots, um, you know, late in the game uh, to be able to help help them pull away. And so. I just think it's important that we all understand that we're all playing in the same arena. <laughs> <laughs> we're all playing in the same arena. Charlie, you're not about the excuses today. I see that about you today. You are really – You are game Huh? I say it's game day. No excuses. I was gonna say you. That's very asking. You have a game today. I was gonna say you. You are really in coach mode. It feels like something's happening today. So you got a game. Right. I got. It. Now I understand. Now I understand. it all makes sense. It all came. Uh, so you, CL, you headed to Clemson tonight. Is that what's going on? Yes, sir. Um, you know, which, which again, it's, it's every time I go on arena, I still haven't gotten used to this. Like just <laughs> it, there being no one there and being able to hear stuff and, and being away from everybody, not having any interaction with coaches, players or whatever, until we get on the zoom call after, but yeah. I still feel like there's something to be said for being there in person. Um, you know, getting to see or hear stuff that, that, the cameras don't pick up or happens during commercial break or whatever. So, uh, so yeah, that's why uh, so, I still like getting out to getting on the road when, when I can. How does it work at Cameron? Because Cameron is so small. How does it work? Oh, they there? didn't let anybody in. They're not letting anybody in. Cameron. Not even media. Not media. Nobody. Oh, wow. 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 It's so small. I mean, it doesn't surprise yeah. me. Well, they, they could have put, 
media, like they could have put us up on the second level. And I, I think from my understanding was initially their plan, that's what they were going to do. Um, but uh, ultimately because they weren't letting any family in of players, they felt like nobody else deserved to be, in. <laughs> uh, you know, at least not more than the family. So uh, family of players. So, you know, so they just made it simple. <laughs> They're not showing any favoritism. Yeah, all y'all stay home. Wow. Hey, uh, I have a question, uh, CL or Kendrick. Uh, how does it work for you guys when you go to the game and then after the game, you're on a Zoom call? I mean, where do y'all go and get on the Zoom call? I, yeah. for, for me, I have, I'll have my computer right there and I can just log on right there and just record right there. So I'm actually, I'll shoot the game and then have my computer right there and just log on and hit record. <laughs> as simple as <Yeah>. that. <laughs> That's it. Like you don't, you don't leave your seat really. Um, right. you, you come in, you get, you know, your temperature checked and everything. You go straight to the, the media where at, at Carolina, it's up in the second level of the, of the Dean Smith center. Um, you know, we're, we're spaced out our seats and, uh, post game, you're still sitting there and you just got your zoom up on your laptop and then you leave the same way you came in. Basically, is this okay. the first time going to Clemson? Uh, today, no, okay, so you've been there already, okay, yeah, yeah. So, but it'll be but it'll be the same, it won't be anything different than what you're talking about, yeah, it'll wow. be the same, same kind of procedure there. So, you know, 2021 yeah. has a very 2020 feel to it. It feels like 2021 is the remix of 2020, like an <laughs> multi-mix type thing. I don't know what's going on. It's the same stuff, but I guess we're going to be here for a little while, gentlemen, so I, we'll, we'll get used to this. But we we appreciate it for these kind of moments anyway. We get to kind of have like a little mini reunion here, so that was cool. No doubt. Right. appreciate you having it. <laughs> I want to tell my Chris Tucker story with you, CL, but I'll leave. <laughs> You know, I, Chris I don't get that as much. Uh, well, two reasons. One was he gained more weight. You yeah, know, that's great back, back, he's back got the his, fat faces like I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in his first rush hour, you know, uh, money talks that stage, he, he was a lot thinner like like myself. So, yeah, I, I, I used to get that. <laughs> one or two times <laughs> but yeah but then, but then also he stopped touring and you know kind of kind of fell back so uh right. so yeah so then people Charlie rush hour money but, yeah <laughs> Charlie, Charlie the, the both these guys have our doppelgangers for Chris Tucker and Marvin Lewis <laughs> I dressed up as Marvin Lewis for Halloween a few years ago <laughs> that's awesome man that's I, got, awesome. I got one bangle shirt in my wardrobe and it was just for Halloween <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's speaking, of, uh, speaking of um, Coach Lewis uh, why didn't the Texans I know this is off the record but uh, I mean just off somewhere else why didn't the Texans uh, like hire one of them cats that's a great question uh, the Texans are, are as an organization, I mean, yeah, if to me, if Deshaun Watson, who by all accounts is a very cool, calm, collected kind of person, very measured, very thoughtful, and he's at the point where he's like, <laughs> I want to trade 
then something from the top down is just it's wrong in that way right. Yeah, right. It's right. way off. Well, last yeah, my night, is just there, the Texans. Oh, well, that's, that's, <laughs> great. that's a great answer. Well, you know, and we were talking last night. It, it appears that J.J. Watt is, is, is quietly floating the idea of I want out as well. So oh, yeah. why wouldn't he? Yeah, well, right. Why wouldn't he? It, it, it's a dumpster fire right now. So they just like, you know, you don't want to listen. The last thing they wanted was to have their grandfather come and coach their team. And it appears <laughs> that's what they've done. They went and hired their, somebody's granddaddy to coach. And no disrespect to Collie because he's probably a fine coach. Yeah, but yeah. come on now. Everybody, I kind of feel like he's being set up to for the next coach. <laughs> yeah. He's going to handle a couple of years. They're going to yeah. get some draft picks or whatever, look like a young team that's rebuilding, and then he'll he'll get axed. But you know what? That's why I don't mess with the NFL anymore. That That's one of many reasons. That's a whole nother episode, Lloyd. You have to have you back for that one, for sure, for sure. <laughs> For sure. Well, thank you guys for coming through, man. We appreciate you guys so much. It's been wonderful. And absolutely, CL, we're going to have you back, man. It was uh, no when I saw the bow tie pop up on my Twitter, I said, I can talk to CL. I need to, <laughs> need to give that brother a holler. So it was good to have you here, man. Charlie, you got any parting words? Yeah, I have a question for CL. Yeah. Yes, sir. CL, since you're going to the Clemson game tonight, will you be sporting? A bow tie. Oh no, sir. <laughs> I, I might I might even break out a hoodie to be honest. <laughs> I haven't looked at how cold it's going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I take it. I mean I, I went from you know professional appearance, <laughs> I doubt it all the way back down to zero. CL, you, listen about to comfort. you listen to me, CL. If you put on a hoodie. I need that tweeted out because I've never <laughs> seen you in a hoodie. Kendrick, have you seen CL in a hoodie? I see. I used to hoop with CL, so I've oh, seen okay, CL okay, in a hoodie. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen you in a hoodie, bro. Oh, my God. I want to see that so bad. <laughs> yeah, man. I, 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 I like, you know, I'm anchoring from home. I'll anchor my sports segments from home. Right. Well, I get out. I put on my sport coat and my shirt. I might have on some basketball shorts. I might have on some pajama pants. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and it's fantastic. <laughs> from home. It's going to yep. be hard. It's going to be hard getting people to go back to any measure of, of dressing up after all of this is over with. Like this. I've not fully dressed up since, oh. since Derby in September. Wow. <laughs> and for me, it's been longer than that. It's, but yeah, for me, it's been longer than that. I, you know, March. Like, March was it. Last time I put on a suit coat, that was it. I have, I've had no need to put on a suit coat at all. So, man, this was fun, man. This was fun. We will uh, we'll do it all over again on uh, Wednesday. See, if you're not busy, come back. We'd love to have you back. Hey, yeah, just, uh, just send me a link. The, report on the game. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no doubt. Definitely wear the hoodie. Now I want to see the hoodie wearing the bow tie. <laughs> Guys, it's been great. Uh, you've been listening to, to Believe in the ACC. That's Charlie Ward. That's Kendrick Haskins. That is C.L. Brown joining us today. And uh, we'll do it all over again. Tomorrow night we have our normal recording time uh, at uh, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. 
And uh, then the podcast will be up wherever podcasts can be heard on Thursday. So have a great, great uh, Tuesday. So uh, enjoy your Tuesday. And uh, we'll be back with Believe in the ACC. Holla at you. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms. And we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.